0: Hey everyone, welcome to My Wife the Dietitian, a weekly podcast about lifestyle and healthy eating. I'm Rob and together with my wife Sandra, we invite you to join us on this informative yet entertaining journey through the complex world of healthy eating.
1: We'll cover everything but the kitchen sink. Each week we'll discuss topics ranging from how to protect yourself from developing cancer, spicy foods to rev up the libido, to caring for your palliative grandfather with Alzheimer's,
0: We'll also delve into more complex issues like, what the heck is oat milk? Why doesn't my butt fit into these jeans? And every guy's favorite question, will eating spinach really make it bigger? Join us each week as we strive to educate, enlighten, and entertain you. You know the surprise face emoji with the big eyes? Well, that was created to represent the look most people have at the supermarket checkout, shock and disbelief. It's a fact of life though, we all have to eat and it's getting more and more expensive all the time. So, we thought we'd give you a little challenge. We've prepared a budget-friendly grocery list that's not only healthy, but easy on the pocketbook. We'll give you a list of 20 foods that should be around $50 a week on average. Let's see how we do. Listen in to get all the details and see if you can turn that shocked face into a smiley face.
1: Good morning, Rob. Well, good morning,
0: Sandra. We're very formal today, aren't we? (laughs) I should go like put my suit and tie on. Is it going to be one of those interviews? (laughs) No. Okay. You're so funny. Good.
1: No, actually, I think this is going to be like a really practical topic. We're talking about healthy eating on a budget. Uh, 20 items to complete your grocery list for around $50. And then we're going to have some ideas for meals to use those items.
0: Oh, that sounds very useful. Yes. Awesome. So what do you, we have like a list we're going to go through.
1: Well healthy eating on a budget so there's some principles to think about before you even go because there's a difference between spontaneously popping into a grocery store right before dinner and not really having a list versus preparing knowing what you have in the kitchen like an inventory and what you need and then making a list and then um, actually going in prepared like having not being hungry and going at a time that it's not super busy or people are grumpy and frantic
0: you know what I find and this is based on experience with uh, the people that uh, live in this house who do shopping Um, we make a list and we get everything on the list but then we still get everything else that looks good
1: Oh, right. Okay. So I guess
0: that's good that you're not missing anything, but I don't think it saves you money by making a list necessarily. Oh, because, I totally well, disagree
1: with that. It Completely depends. Completely disagree. Dis- it
0: depends how disciplined you are when you go in with your list. If you just get the eight things that are on your list, then good on you. But if you get like your eight things and then you're like, oh, these are on sale and these look good and these look good, then you end up coming out with way more than you went in for.
1: Yeah. And do you remember we did the um, episode eight and nine, we did like the grocery tour and then reading labels. Mm -hmm. And we talked about that, like going in when you're um, not really hungry, because if you're really hungry, you're more likely to grab convenience items and things that are just ready to open things that like kind of aren't on like not a staple kind of food but like a luxury item
0: the things that you say to the 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 person at the checkout oh leave that out of the bag and you stick it in your pocket and you eat it in the car (laughs) on the way home Oh, okay yeah those
1: things (laughs) those things yeah yeah. actually I was talking more about like bags of chips and well that uh, could be those things too yeah that's true but definitely it can uh you know convenience drives up the price of foods so That's another thing. Like if you're trying to keep on a budget, then actually preparing and going grocery shopping is better than, you know, the DoorDash or like, you know, the takeout or uh, where they actually bring it to your home. Like that's going to drive up the cost of the food.
0: Yeah. That's not a budget friendly uh, way to do it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And if budget is a concern, I think it's really important to track your spending for a month or... A week or for however long you want to track it just like you just like if you were watching your health and you were wanting to track your food intake it's similar so tracking the money and where your money's going because it's the incidentals it's like going to the convenience store and grabbing a bag of chips or a sandwich or you know it that all impacts where your money's going, and a lot of times that money does go to food and drink that isn't, it's not accounted for for when you're grocery shopping.
0: Yeah, that's a really good idea. Isn't that what the latte factor is? Yeah, you've heard of that, right? Yeah, from that's years It's like an ago. invest an investment thing, and they say like if you if you're spending five dollars a day going to the coffee shop to get your latte, that's twenty five dollars a week. That's a hundred dollars a month. And if you put that money into an investment, then, you know, you'll be a millionaire after so many years or whatever. And you make your coffee at home. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just saying, and and that's exactly what Sandra's saying. It's those little things that you don't really think make a big deal, you know, stopping, stopping for a quick little takeout or your coffee or, um, whatever, a couple bucks here and there adds up more than you think. And so if you track your spending... Uh, either keeping your receipts and sort of calculating them at the end of the week or if you have online banking you can look there and sometimes there's programs that'll that'll do it for you but it's pretty amazing how much you're actually spending that you don't realize
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So and it, you know those actually add up to extra calories too a lot of times like oh, you know, for sure when you're when you're going into the 7-Eleven or the you know whatever convenience store or a gas station to get a meal or a snack it's probably ultra processed or convenient and so the price is going to be higher plus you know you haven't prepared so it's probably not the healthiest meal
0: yeah exactly that's that's good advice
1: I think that latte factor was David Bach or Bach was a investment person yeah we'll have that in the show notes
0: for sure, yeah that was a that was a good uh good advice for him for sure from, yeah. from him,
1: yeah, absolutely so um, when we talked about the preparing versus spontaneous pop in of the grocery store, the other thing that that helps is reduce your food waste and episode forty three we talked to Meredith Cushing all about uh reducing food waste and Um, buying like ugly fruit and you know the food rescue and um, redistribution and all that but part of it is going to the grocery store with a plan and that helps you have less of the lettuce heads that you throw in the garbage or you know less food waste because you have a plan for that food
0: yeah there's there's times it doesn't happen often with us but there are times when someone will go shopping and bring a bunch of food home and it's like oh we already have milk or we already have a brick of cheese and and then we have extra that you know either we have to eat a lot of cheese that week or it's going to go bad by the time we we get to it so
1: and and part of that actually and this happens to a lot of households where there was You know, a certain number of people in the house, and then you know, empty nesters, for instance, and then all of a sudden, you know, if you're preparing meals for four, but now there's only two, or you know, that kind of thing. So that can affect how much you're using, how much you're buying, and you kind of have to um, adjust adjust that. That's right. Yeah,
0: eating plans.
1: Yeah. So when we're meal planning, I didn't mention the word meal planning, but I think that's a big part of it is actually having an idea in the week, like maybe taking a day on the weekend to have a plan for, okay, this week, okay, look at um, Johnny's got soccer. And so we won't be eating, we can't spend a lot of time in the kitchen that night. And maybe it'll be a crock pot meal or so maybe having in the week having three meals, like at least three meals at night that you know that you're going to make because then from those main meals, you have leftovers for other days. Good idea. Yeah. And then other days you might have, it might be a quick one like, Oh, we're going to do like a frozen pizza and add some veggies on that for that night. And then maybe that'll be like a eggs and toast kind of, you know, a seltzer or whatever, quick meal on that night. So that if you have three basic meals that you're planning around, then you'll have leftovers and some other type of um quicker, convenient, more you know, easy to prepare meals, yeah that's, the other days
0: that makes sense, and it doesn't seem as as uh, overwhelming as getting like planning for seven meals,
1: yeah. Some people think you know, they think three meals a day and seven days a week. and that's like twenty one meals that you have to meal plan for. but really it's not quite that complicated in my experience it's more you plan for the 3 meals and then usually you know breakfast is pretty standard lunch is leftovers a lot of times or like a soup or something but um it's just like the 3 meals a week and then the other dinner meals are either the throw together like quick throw together type uh, meal we talked about right. or or leftovers from the bigger meals
0: yeah yeah, we've always got leftovers it seems, which is great. Like when you make a big pot of soup that goes all week sometimes and I love it. It's an easy lunch mm-hmm. or an easy dinner. If you're not like into a big dinner, you just throw a bowl of soup in and it's it's great.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's kind of the, kind of some of the principles about healthy eating on a budget. And now let's actually go and get our 20 items to complete the grocery list. 8 of the items are around the perimeter of the grocery store and then 12 of the items are in the aisles. So I know some people think, "Oh, perimeter shopping is, you know, if you shop the perimeter, then you're going to get your basics." And it's kind of true except there are basics like the freezer section and like the, the bulk section and the the canned food, you know, those are not the perimeter, but they have some really important foods too
0: yeah for sure like your beans are in the middle the the beans are the really important one
1: yeah they're they're not a perimeter thing so (laughs) remember we just did our bean episode on uh, episode 42 is beans beans yeah
0: we talk about beans quite often so i know that they're uh they're a high value item
1: yeah absolutely yeah yeah. So c- going into the grocery store, you might have also some coupons with you or know the sales just from look scanning the flyers from that week. So that helps too. But um, we're going to actually uh, say 20 specific items. So going in, you go to the produce section first. Yep. Okay. Sure. Yep. And, uh, You know, with the produce, you see lots of color and remember the color represents the phytochemicals. You got it. You got it. The plant chemicals. Nice. Yeah. The uh, antioxidants, the polyphenols, all of those really important plant chemicals, like the phytochemicals that we want to eat to make our body healthy and help prevent um, chronic diseases. So looking at the produce, you want to make sure that every day, everyone in the family is eating at least one orange vegetable or fruit and one green vegetable or fruit.
0: Okay. So like your leafy greens, ideally?
1: Definitely could be leafy greens or could be any of those green vegetables. So broccoli or asparagus or apples are green, celery, celery cucumber green peppers like you name it right it's any green so there's certain elements in green that we need every day and so that's why we say like try to have your green and your orange and then other colors too so you want five different colors in your day and uh, you know like the purple or the reds you know so all these different and whites like the garlic and onions and those are colors too But okay, so going in the produce aisle and we're pretending we've got $50 and we want to try to get 20 items in our grocery trip. So you want to maybe, carrots are usually a pretty reasonable cost.
0: Yeah, you can buy a big bag of carrots for three or four bucks usually.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and there's the orange a carotene
0: uh, exactly that's your orange okay
1: yeah and it's a root vegetable so it's you can use it in lots of different ways it's very versatile in terms of um, having it raw or having it um, in soups or stews or grated into your salad so there's lots of different ways you can use it with dip and have it in the um, lunch bag for kids
0: yeah, true. That's, it's good. When you're on a budget and you're trying to maximize your your food and how far it goes, it's good to get things that, like you said, are versatile and you can use them in a multitude of different ways.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the next item for the, in terms of cost and going far, it would be potatoes. Yeah.
0: Obviously, they're, uh, you know, a they're staple. cheap you get a bu- they're like the carrots you get a bunch for a pretty reasonable price
1: yeah absolutely and again they're versatile like you can oh yeah use so in, many yeah so roasted or you know baked or mashed
0: exactly lots of options there
1: potato salad it's kind of like that uh. i was
0: just thinking that you can have your potato salad <laughs> and your mashed potatoes and yeah I could go on
1: <laughs> shrimp gumbo no um, okay and then uh, the other thing purple cabbage so cabbage is a great thing to get it's usually fairly inexpensive and it lasts for a long time you can grate it and put it into your sandwiches or you can put it into stir fries or you can make coleslaw
0: yeah it it's something that I didn't really eat a lot of growing up other than coleslaw but Um, we've had it in our fridge a lot recently and it's a great accent to just sort of, like you said, you can grate it and add it to just about anything. And it's, it kind of takes on the flavor. I always thought cabbage was kind of like lettuce, but you don't really use it the same way. Always. There's a lot more you can do with cabbage, especially in hot, uh, like stir fry kind of things. Cabbage is great. It's a really nice texture. Yeah. It absorbs the flavor of whatever the sauce is. And it's a bit more coarse than lettuce, so it you can grate it, and it's um, a nice texture. So, yeah, there's a lot that I didn't realize that you can do with cabbage
1: and health benefits are huge with cabbage it's a cruciferous vegetable so yeah it's got those sulfur compounds and it's so good for us
0: and is there a difference or a preference between the purple cabbage and the regular green cabbage
1: well variety is the spice of life so um definitely uh you know if you love your green cabbage and you're making a sauerkraut or you you know or you grow uh you know basic green cabbage then that's awesome. Um, I'm saying purple cabbage, just as it is a a bright color, it's got the polyphenols from the purple. Right. And so it is on our list today, it is the one purple plant food that we're buying. So in theory, like grapes are not on the menu or like not on the grocery list or, you know, other purple, like pomegranate, because they're a little bit more expensive. So purple cabbage, you get the purple uh, pigment, which is really healthy. And it's, fairly inexpensive
0: yeah nutritionally they're probably similar though right the green sounds like the purple has more like the phytochemicals because of the color but
1: yeah they both do but yeah. definitely they uh have a little bit a uh, different
0: yeah okay that's good to know
1: yeah and the other one is bananas
0: yeah bananas are often cheap
1: yeah and a standard right
0: yeah and they'll last a week usually Yeah. And you can freeze them if they start to go bad and use them in all sorts of things.
1: Yeah, smoothies and baking with them.
0: Yeah. They pack a punch too, nutritionally, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Pretty loaded.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so that's the produce section. So we're gonna stick actually let's go and get some more vegetables in the freezer section. I know it's a little bit of a walk over to the freezer. Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but let's just keep it kind of contained in terms of the vegetables and fruits. So the freezer section is where we get the berries.
0: Oh, the berries are so good. Yeah. yeah. Versatile to a certain degree as well.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah with the smoothies or if you put them in yogurt or you can put like have them for dessert. Um, yeah. They're just so good for us. Right.
0: We've started taking the frozen berries and putting them in a, a container in the fridge just like A handful of them in the fridge so that if you want some that aren't frozen, you want to put them in your yogurt or on your cereal or something, then we've got some that are ready to go.
1: Sounds like you're inviting people to come to our kitchen and have some berries. Come
0: on over. Hey, we got berries ready. Anyone (laughs) wants to drop by, then we're we're, we're good on the berries. (laughs) That's funny.
1: (laughs) Well it's I think part of it was uh someone in the family was like, Why are are all our berries frozen all the time? Can't we have some that aren't so cold? And instead of like teenager. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyways, that's another um berries are loaded with nutrition, with fiber and the polyphenols, the phytochemicals, really good for us.
0: Yeah. We, We blueberries, cherries, you can get those mixed berries. There's lots of different fruit options these days, it seems.
1: Oh, yeah. Like the raspberries and blackberries and yeah. And the, yeah, the dark cherries are delicious. Yeah, they're so good. So the other freezer section, we're going to um, go over to the spinach. So getting the green leafy veg and it's a freezer. So it's like just a block, but uh, you can add that to various recipes like lasagna or in a stir fry so or a smoothie.
0: Yeah. Or your soup or whatever. Anything that's cooked. You can't eat it. You're not going to use this spinach for your salad. Right. I mean, You could, I guess it would be kind of weird, but yeah, it's more for <laughs> cooking, cooking spinach, but it keeps that's, that's the benefit of it. And it's just there ready to go.
1: Yeah. That helps reduce food waste. Yeah, for sure. Cause that's the one thing with green leafy vegetables. They do tend to go, you have to eat them within three days or you're going to get slimy, you know, yeah. off a little bit. So, uh, and before they reach that point, if you notice, then stick them in the freezer.
0: Yeah, for sure. Exactly. So that
1: you have like, so that you can preserve, um, them and then you can still use them in soups and other things too. Yeah. All right. So now, oh, we have to go over to an aisle and grab a can of tomatoes. Oh,
0: like chopped tomatoes. Kind of like the stewed tomatoes. There's different versions of those, right? I usually get the diced
1: And they're pretty inexpensive.
0: Oh, yeah. They're like a buck or two for a big can.
1: Yeah. And they're so versatile too.
0: I get the flavored ones because it's like, then they're flavored. So, which is kind of nice.
1: Yeah. That, or there's uh, no sodium ones too. Oh, okay. Which are good too if someone's watching their blood pressure or want to reduce the salt in your canned foods. Right. There is that option. All right. And then the other canned section would be canned fish. Canned fish and beans beans too,
0: no? are we getting there? We're getting there. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. (laughs) You are. So canned fish. (laughs) Yes. And specifically? It'd
1: be good if you get a fish that is canned with the bones. So if you think um, salmon or sardines or herring, they tend to be a little bit uh, less expensive too. And so with the bones, you're getting absorbable calcium. You get good source of protein that's um alternative to red meat and you get omega-3 fatty acids and vitamin d so um calcium in the bones and it's just an excellent um, source of food
0: yeah yeah that's an easy go-to as well and it keeps
1: yeah exactly and i think we talked in episode three about immunity so it was uh we talked about omega-3 fatty acids and vitamin d And I think episode 14, the mind diet, all about um, helping...
0: Getting the fat to help your brain, right?
1: Yeah, eating eating in a way that can possibly prevent dementia and including fish twice a week is a good way to do that. Yeah, Yeah. And also episode 23 the
0: fats, grease and oils one. You got it. Talking about uh, the the omega-3 fats and that are in fish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And episode 19 was anti-inflammatory diet.
0: We've talked about fish a lot. Yeah, it seems. omega-3. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. So fish is on the list and and, and sorry
1: Oh, where you said before the beans? Oh, the beans? Yeah. Can we get yeah. the beans now? <laughs> yes, because actually, we have two types of beans that we're gonna get on this grocery trip. But the canned beans is are the ones like for the kidney or the white beans, uh, and they're canned, right. So that would be in the canned bean section. And then the dried lentils oh, I see. Gotcha. would be in the um in the bulk section,
0: right. So also beans, but yeah, they're you have to cook them. They're not ready to go the way the canned beans are.
1: That's right. That's right. And the canned beans, remember, you have to... Rinse them. Rinse them and strain them and then put them in your chili or or your soup or however you're going to use them. Right. But the dried lentils, you can add straight to your soup, um, dried, in this dried state because they do soften up quite quickly. You don't have to soak and rinse and cook and all the other things that you do if you had dried chickpeas or dried kidney beans. So the dried lentils you can add straight to your soup. So if we're going to go over to the bulk section to grab some nuts, seeds, uh, oat bran and the dried lentils.
0: Okay. Yeah. So we've got, uh, lentils are so good too. I really like them. I like the size and the texture and the flavor. They're, they're a really nice addition to a lot of things. Um, and there's so many different varieties,
1: like with the colors of like, there's orange lentils or green or brown.
0: Oh, there you go. Mm -hmm. Um, and what was the other bean you said? Kidney beans? Yeah.
1: Yeah. From the canned section.
0: Okay. And so then in the bulk section, you said oatmeal and nuts and seeds. Did you say oatmeal? Oat bran. You said oat something.
1: You're right. Oatmeal. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. Isn't that what you said? Oat brand written down, but I think you said oatmeal. Anyway, oatmeal, oh, like making oatmeal. oatmeal for breakfast, kind of oatmeal. Yes, yeah, the quick flakes or quick oats or minute oats, or whatever they're called. Yeah, they're yeah. You get a big bag of those for like three, four bucks, which is really reasonable because that'll last a couple of weeks. Oh and yeah, I, and I mean, I I eat them every day, and I eat a lot, like probably half a cup.
1: Yeah, and I think I eat them. Th- four three or four times a week especially in winter just making the. yeah uh,
0: so we're, we're both eating them every day and that bag lasts yeah I'd say 10 days anyway 10 or 12 days yeah so that's not something you need to buy every week so they they're good good bang for your buck
1: absolutely
0: and they're good for you yeah,
1: yeah. and you
0: can bake with them too right yeah I suppose oh yeah oatmeal yeah, cookies lots or, you can do with, with yeah, the oats overnight oats feed them to your horse if you want <laughs> they like oats yep <laughs>
1: I'm just thinking of a, a Seinfeld. I totally I was too. Bang. You bang. <laughs> what <laughs> a crazy show. So getting some nuts and seeds in the bulk section. So peanuts and walnuts are probably best bang for your buck in terms of the nuts.
0: Yeah. Walnuts are really good too.
1: Oh Yeah. Healthy wise, like health wise,
0: yeah. Well, I just like the flavor, the texture, the, the they I get the chopped nuts because um, they're just smaller and you can. You don't have to break them down and crumble them on your on your meal. You just they're a nice size to work with. Yeah, and, and peanuts too. Peanuts are are good, cheap. The
1: unsalted, um, just basic peanuts, and then the seeds: um, pumpkin seeds and flax seeds.
0: Yeah, both uh, good value good nutritional makeup in those.
1: Yeah, good the um fatty acids, the plant fatty acids that are really important. Yeah. Same with the nuts also. But uh, I think in episode 23 we talked about the fats and oils and then also episode 33 all about seeds.
0: Yeah, for sure. And remember with the flax seeds, you want to you want to grind them as you use them. You don't want to store you store them in their their whole form in their whole form and then you grind i don't know a couple of days worth and and uh just use that because it breaks down once it's once they're ground they break down a bit quicker
1: absolutely they are very uh Sensitive. sensitive to light and air and heat the three elements all right next uh go we're gonna walk over to the grab some pasta so just the regular pasta is probably a uh, better bang for your buck. And there's not a huge amount of difference with the whole wheat and the regular in terms of fiber. There's about three grams of fiber per serving more in the whole wheat, but it tends to be a lot more expensive. So probably better uh, value.
0: Yeah. Budget wise, it's, it's okay to get the white pasta.
1: Yes. Yeah. You can add uh, beans in your pasta to make the make up for the fiber and add more uh, veggies too. In yeah, the, there you go. Yeah, and then the next place would be the peanut butter. So getting some um, natural peanut butter that just has peanuts in the ingredients would be a good, uh, you know, pretty inexpensive and good value and versatile for the family.
0: Oh yeah, there's so much you can do with peanut butter. It's it's not just for sandwiches. There's, I mean, you can add it to sauces, you can add it to smoothies, you can add it to anything. And it's, it's amazing how uh, good the flavor is.
1: Oh yeah. We've been making that uh, peanut sauce with the soy sauce and having, um, you know, with the cabbage and carrots, Oh, so delicious. Oh, it
0: really is. It's an easy sauce too. So Mm -hmm. it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of a little secret and you don't need much. You just need like a tablespoon of peanut butter or something. You throw it in and it just adds so much flavor
1: yeah it's a staple in our house for sure yeah you know I think a lot of people think oh you got to get other nut butters and you know um, almond butter cashew butter but you know peanut butter actually has really good amount of protein it's got the good fats and it's way more inexpensive than the the other nut butters
0: yeah I agree to you all right what's next on the list there
1: so this is one that I think is a really good foundational meal, like, uh, getting a whole chicken. So buying a whole chicken that's a- already cooked or no, no, not already cooked. Okay. Like a whole chicken that's in the freezer section or in the deli. That's, um, so it's got, you know. The four drumsticks, (laughs) you know, it's got, well, sorry, it's got two drumsticks. Two drumsticks and two wings. (laughs) I guess rabbits are the only one with four drumsticks, but we're not going there. Okay. No (laughs) rabbits. That's right. So yeah, the whole chicken. And episode 20, we talked about our favorite, some of our favorite uh, kitchen hacks. And uh, that was on there about having a chicken and, you know, um, baking it in the crock pot and then using it for your meal and then for leftovers and then using the bones to make bone broth soup. And so it just starts the whole cycle again. So buying the whole chicken is pretty good value for the amount of meat and how much you can make that meal go.
0: Yeah, you can push it pretty far. Yeah. And I love the idea of just being able to use the bones when you're done and making chicken broth. Mm-hmm. That it becomes then the base of the soup that you put your lentils and all your veggies in. And yeah, it's it's a neat cycle for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, it
0: requires a little bit of work, but what meal doesn't really? That What healthy meal doesn't? That's right?
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing with the bone broth soup is you get some good collagen because of the bones and the skin and like all those um cartilage type parts that you're putting into that bone broth soup when you're making it right and it actually is uh quite rich in in nutrition yeah nice okay the last stop would be um oh sorry two more the bakery so getting a loaf of whole grain bread so usually if you're going and you're looking at the different bread options generally speaking most of the grocery store like the bakery the bread that's made at that grocery store is going to be the best value for your money.
0: Yeah, they usually have their own their own version of buns and and breads and that sort of thing. And and you're right, it's a couple bucks for a, a loaf of their whole wheat bread.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that would be a good uh, good one to get if you're looking if you're um, shopping on a budget. And then, of course, bread is pretty versatile. You can, you know, all the different ways to use bread. Oh, yeah. Lots. And toast. And then the next part is the dairy case and grabbing some eggs. And remember, we talked all about eggs in episode 29. Oh, yeah. Scrambled facts about eggs. Absolutely. And milk. That's where you would get the milk, too.
0: Right. For sure. Now, what are we going to do with all of these things?
1: Oh, good. Okay. Well. So, um,
0: so what... And just to go back to what you were saying at the beginning, this list is supposed to be around 50 bucks. That's right. You should be able to get a lot of this stuff, depending on the price of individual stores, but close to $50. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay.
1: Do you want, should we just go over them quickly or just we'll go over them when we're talking about the meals?
0: Yeah. Let's just get into what we're going to do with it all.
1: Okay. So um, breakfast. Uh, so breakfast meal. Let's talk about your breakfast. Uh,
0: well, well, Nine days out of 10, nine times out of 10, four days out of five, (laughs) it's like four out of five dentists. Six out of
1: seven days of the week? Uh, Yeah. Whatever, whatever
0: fraction we use. (laughs) Most of the time I uh, eat oatmeal because I'm just getting so much variety, uh, nutritional variety with all the things I put in it. Oh, okay. So it's, it's oatmeal with the, the quick oats and then lots of nuts and seeds, raisins, Blueberries, Frozen blueberries usually or cherries or whatever we have. And then the other breakfast that I'll have if, if I'm not having oatmeal is eggs, something with eggs, eggs and toast, I guess, based on what we've bought from the store. But you could add some peanut butter. You could add some potatoes on the side if you're, oh, you know, like you can make like a little veggie thing on the side. Yeah. You can make an omelet.
1: There's a lot you could oh. do with all of
0: that, all of those uh, ingredients there.
1: Yeah, the eggs and toast and peanut butter and banana.
0: Yeah, or a smoothie, I guess, too, right? That would be another option, given Absolutely. What, what we've bought. So you could you could zip up a smoothie.
1: Yeah, milk and berries and peanut butter and banana. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, okay, that's, so that's four different options for breakfast, that's, I think you said. Yeah,
0: that's quite, well, three, I guess, three, three or four, yeah. Okay,
1: and that's, yeah, amazing. Good, okay, so then for... Uh, Some dinners that you can prepare for because then we'll do lunch after because it'll be some of the leftovers probably. Yeah, I was going to say. But uh, the one we talked about using the peanut butter for peanut sauce. So maybe the chicken, like a grain bowl kind of thing with chicken and beans and cabbage and carrots and the peanut sauce drizzled and then maybe some peanuts on top.
0: Can we add a bag of rice to our our shopping list? Is there is there room? Because rice rice goes a long way, and it just gives a bit of variety. Or rice instead of pasta, maybe. Or no, we can't. Sure, there's, yeah. there's no room in the budget for no, that. No, that's that's. was like a bag of rice is like four bucks.
1: Right, and then you have and another option for your starch. So you've got the potato, and you got the pasta, and then you've got the yeah, rice. So exactly, yeah, that's true. Okay, we can do that. It might push it up a little bit in terms of the price but you know I'll I'll cover it (laughs) send me the bill (laughs) and you know it's like those medium-sized bags are good like I I don't like getting the huge amount of rice because you don't want to have it hanging around too long but like um yeah probably what are those about
0: like two pounds or a pound or yeah a handful size bag the size of like a pack of socks when you go to go to the store to buy like a 10 pack of socks <laughs> that size bag of rice and just just ask the ask the the clerk to to give you the the 10 pack of socks bag of rice he'll know
1: oh will they okay yeah.
0: okay so we're we're looking at dinner so you were you were saying like cook up a big stir fry thing with a bunch of veggies and then cook some chicken and throw some of your cooked chicken in there and you can mix up some sauce with the peanut butter. and
1: That would be after probably the night that you've had your chicken. So you make your whole chicken and you have your chicken with potatoes and carrots. and
0: Yeah, like a meat and potatoes kind of dinner with your chicken. And then the next day you take your leftover chicken and cut it up and throw it into a stir fry with some rice and stuff.
1: Right, a grain bowl kind of thing. Yeah. And then another day, you could have pasta with the tomato sauce and chicken from the leftovers and spinach and carrots. Um, and that would be your other meal.
0: Yeah, there's so many. There's so many options.
1: And then lunch is egg salad sandwich with the egg that you've bought and the bread. And then um, you could put a little bit of, uh, you could have a coleslaw with that as your your veggie. Yeah. Or you could do a peanut butter and banana sandwich or a uh, salmon
0: yeah for the canned salmon
1: yeah with yeah. like a grain bowl with that like the canned salmon and then
0: canned salmon's good in a stir fry too I did that one time we, we didn't have any other like meat protein so I just opened a can of salmon and threw it in there and it was awesome
1: oh yeah definitely yeah and you can do that with sardines too eh
0: yeah sardines have a bit stronger flavor so it wasn't it you can do it it just it didn't uh it, i went for the salmon instead but
1: i think i've probably done that with sardines but yeah just an option yeah yeah so that's uh that's kind of the healthy eating on a budget with 20 items to complete your grocery list for around $50 and if you have a list and a plan if you're armed with that going into the store then you're more likely to stick to the budget and um, you have all this food to make all these healthy meals for the family.
0: Yeah, and just uh, you need to get creative, but that's a good thing in the kitchen. Just uh, interchanging things and finding new ways to use different ingredients. And uh, it really opens up some different options for your your meals. And, yeah. and making the quantities so that you get leftovers too. I mean, that really... It's so nice to open the fridge and go, all oh, right, we have, like, my lunch today is last night's dinner, which I'm looking forward Lazon, to. It'll be, yeah. it'll be great. It's exciting when there's leftovers in the fridge. So, um, yeah, don't be afraid to make a little extra and, and save it.
1: Great. So, we want to challenge people today to, next time you go to the grocery store, have a list and an idea of the three meals that you're going to make that week. And... Try to stick to a budget.
0: Yeah, exactly. Stick with it. All right. What are we talking about next week?
1: We're going to talk about gallbladder disease and gallstones and gallbladder issues. All
0: things gall. <laughs> that'll be the title.
1: And the importance of bile.
0: Oh, well then.
1: It's got a bad rap, but it's really key for our digestion.
0: Yeah, well, that'll be an interesting one. I know nothing about that stuff, so... <laughs> I'll be uh I'll be learning. All right. Well, thanks everyone for uh for listening in again. Um we really appreciate you guys being here and uh it's nice to know that we're not just talking to an empty room. <laughs> I don't think we are. I'm pretty sure there's some people out there listening. So Yeah,
1: and if you do listen um most weeks, it w- it would be so helpful for you to just rate and review or just a quick little on Spotify. It's super easy just to add a little rating and it just helps because then more people will hear about the show and we can help more people eat beans. Exactly. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Um, You can also check out our social media pages. We're on Facebook and Instagram under my wife, the dietitian. We also have a very thorough and informative website called my wife, the com. And you can email us if you have questions or comments or just want to say hey and uh, whatever you want to say. That email address is mywifetherd at gmail.com. And we love hearing your comments.
1: And we'll have all those lists of foods and this uh, wrap up in the show notes today.
0: Yeah. So good luck, everyone. I hope uh, you have some fun in the kitchen with uh, some of these ideas that we've given you. Thanks, Rob. All right. We'll see everyone next week. Oh, hey there. It's me again. A uh, little confession to make. When we made this episode, we didn't actually price out the items. We just kind of did a rough calculation in our head. And when we finished, we kind of looked at each other and said, I wonder if that adds up to $50. So I figured I'd better uh, I'd better do the due diligence and, uh, and find out. And well, good news and bad news. Bad news, it is more than $50. We came in at about $84. However, good news. Most of the items on that list are things that are going to last you for two or three weeks. A bag of oatmeal, a bag of spaghetti. You know those things aren't aren't things you need to buy every week. So, we are going to sort of change the concept instead of saying $50 a week, we're going to say on average it's $50 a week. Make sense? So, some weeks, well, first week you're going to spend $80, 80, $85. The next week, you don't have to spend $85. You might spend $30 to top everything up. Or you can buy a few extras, some of the things that maybe aren't on the list that, uh, you know, you're going to want to eat as well. Maybe your coffee and your other things like that, some other staples. So on average, $50 a week. That's what we're saying. All right. Just thought we'd clear that up. Because I know you guys would be like, hey, wait a minute. You've got your calculators out and you're like, that is more than $50. And for the ones who are really paying attention, it's more than 20 items too. We're just keeping you on your toes. Thanks for joining us today on My Wife the Dietitian. If you like what you heard, don't be shy. Leave us a comment or review and be sure to share our podcast with your friends. If you'd like to hear more, hit that subscribe button. You can also follow us on our social media pages for updates, episode trailers, and other odds and ends. For more info and links on what we discussed on today's episode, check the show notes. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun-filled episode.